Like Bob on Facebook at facebook.com slash Live. All right, I am incensed at Disney and FX for putting out this evil, wicked uh, TV program called Little Demon. I am, and I think we all should be. Letters, phone calls, absolutely appropriate and in line. Yes, yes, yes. I think we, I think we should be upset. But here's something I'm more upset about. And we all should be more upset about this. Listen to this headline. Over a third of senior pastors believe good people can earn their way to heaven. Now, if you have any biblical knowledge whatsoever, you know good people can't earn their way to heaven. We are saved by grace through faith. That is it. For by grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourselves. It is not us. Otherwise, Scripture said we would boast. We don't earn our way to heaven. That's what all the other religions on planet Earth teach. Biblical Christianity is unique. Every other religion on planet Earth tells you what you have to do to earn your way to heaven, or whatever they call that everlasting place. And it's always some kind of work. If it's a pagan religion, it's a sacrifice, even human sacrifices. If it's a more civilized religion, well, then it's good work, good deeds. You have to, you have to appease an angry God, as with Islam. You have to continually appease Allah, because he's angry. Biblical Christianity is the only religion, and it's not a religion, it's a relationship, but for the sake of the discussion, biblical Christianity is the only religion on planet Earth that does not depend upon some kind of work or works to gain favor, get to heaven, and so forth. Biblical Christianity says we are lost. We are separated from God because of our sin, because of the fall of Adam and Eve in the garden. We have inherited a sinful nature, and we are separated from God. And it was only through the sacrificial death of Jesus Christ on the cross to pay for our sins that any of us can get to heaven. The absolute worst heresy of all is a works-oriented salvation. There is no heresy worse. I would say that someone who claims to be a Christian pastor and tells their people that just do good things, do enough good works, and somehow, someway, you will earn your way to heaven, that does far more damage than any atheist ever could do. And yet listen to this headline. Over a third of senior pastors believe good people can earn their way to heaven. Here's the story. At least a third of senior pastors in the United States believe one can earn a place in heaven by simply being a good person, according to a nationwide survey. 
The findings were among several surprising responses as part of a survey conducted earlier this year by the Cultural Research Center at Arizona Christian University. The American Worldview Inventory examined more than three dozen beliefs held by pastors. Again, I'll continue reading so I get this accurate. Researchers found that in addition to believing that people can merit salvation based solely on their good works, one-third or more of senior pastors surveyed also believe the Holy Spirit is not a person, but rather a symbol of God's power. By the way, these pastors all claim to be Christian pastors. Not all of them claim to be evangelical. Now, when we get to these statistics for those who claim to be evangelical, it's even more mind-blowing. But these are pastors who claim to be Christian pastors. One-third believe the Holy Spirit is not a person, but rather, quote, a symbol of God's power. Others said, moral truth is subjective. Sexual relations between two unmarried people who love each other is morally acceptable, and biblical teaching on abortion is, quote, ambiguous. And it goes on. At least a third of those surveyed said they believe, quote, socialism is preferable to capitalism, and that allowing property ownership facilitates economic injustice. Overall, out of all of the pastors surveyed, and there were thousands of them, 37% of Christian pastors possess a biblical worldview. That's why I talk about biblical worldview all the time, all the time, all the time, all the time. I'm sure my listeners are going, oh, no, Bernie's going to be talking about biblical worldview again. Yes, I am, and I will continue to. Now, let's get down to evangelical pastors. And I'm quoting, 39% of evangelical pastors surveyed said, there is no absolute moral truth and that each individual must determine their own truth. These are pastors who consider themselves to be evangelical pastors, and 39% said, eh, there's no such thing as absolute moral truth. Each individual must, must determine their own truth. Roughly the same percentage, 38%, didn't answer in the affirmative when asked, Is human life sacred? 38% of evangelical pastors said, yes, I believe that human life is sacred. 37% said, having faith in general is more important than in what or whom one has faith. As long as you have faith, that's the only thing that matters. These are evangelicals or at least people who claim to be. Quote, Perhaps most startlingly, three in ten evangelical pastors, 30%, didn't answer in the affirmative if their salvation is based on having confessed their sins and accepting Jesus Christ as their 
Savior. 30% of evangelical pastors said, nah, salvation is not based on confessing your sins and accepting Jesus as your personal Savior. 70% did. We can rejoice in that. But 30% of pastors who claim to be evangelical are believing, teaching, preaching heresy. What kind of heresy? Damnable heresy. Oh, Bob, that's pretty strong language. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. Intentionally so. Because if you get that wrong, how a person is saved, how they get into heaven, technically, theologically, realistically, that is a damnable heresy. Now, uh, the whole thing about the little demon on FX, I think we should all be concerned about that. This is far more serious. The majority of pastors, senior pastors, deny what Scripture says about how a person is saved, how they gain salvation. Wow. There is a terrible problem in the pulpits of America, and that is a far, far, far more concern than what's happening in the halls of Congress or in the White House. Follow Bob on Twitter at twitter.com slash Live. Again, welcome to Bob Bernie Live, whether you're listening in Columbus, Ohio, or whether you're listening in Tampa, Florida. Thank you for, uh, thank you for joining me. That uh, poll study that I just reported to you is just incredibly troubling. The number of senior pastors who are preaching a heretical view. We don't hear about heresy anymore. Well, we don't talk about heresy. We don't use the word heresy because that, well, that's divisive. And, and we, we, you know, we need to be united because Jesus talked about unity. Uh, yeah, he did. Unity, uh, unity among real believers. But he also warned us we have no unity with darkness. And it works Based salvation is darkness. Please understand that. There is no unity when you don't agree on the fundamentals of the faith. I don't care what the name is over your church, what the denomination is. It's what do you believe about the very foundational fundamentals of Scripture. In that We can have unity. We can disagree on denominations. We can disagree on the mode of baptism. We can disagree on church polity. Do you have deacons, elders? Is it a congregation-run government? Is it an elder-run government? I mean, there are hundreds, if not thousands, of peripheral issues 
that we might not agree on. But if we don't agree on the virgin birth of Christ, the bodily resurrection, the blood atonement, the propitiation of Christ on the cross, the penal aspect of the death of Jesus Christ. Yes, he was demonstrating the greatest love that was ever demonstrated. He was also enduring the greatest justice ever meted out on this planet. He took on himself the judgment of God against sin, and yes, the anger of God against sin. The inerrancy of Scripture, not just that it's a good book and inspired, inspired and infallible and inerrant. This is our message. And in reading that story, I was reminded of 1 Corinthians 14, 8. For if the trumpet give an uncertain sound, who shall prepare himself to the battle? But we're in a battle, folks, and it's not just a cultural battle, much more so. It is a spiritual battle. And if there was ever a time for the church to give a certain sound of who God is. He is a God of love, but he's also a God of justice. What the Bible is, it is God's final word to mankind. These are the things that we must proclaim. But We live in a sinful, fallen earth, and mankind desperately needs to repent. We need to give a certain sound in these times. And I challenge you to study just a little bit of church history. And you will find this very, very easily. The Church of Jesus Christ has always been countercultural. It has never been popular. The true Church of Jesus Christ has always been countercultural and often hated by the world. That's why Jesus warned the disciples. I mean, read the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Sit down, read through them, and please take special note as to the warning that Jesus gave his disciples. Hey, guys, they hated me, they're going to hate you. They persecuted me. They're going to persecute you. The time will come when the world around you will think they have done the world a favor by killing you. You're going to be killed. You're going to be persecuted. You're going to be tortured for my name's sake. Get ready for it. If you are not willing to take up your cross, you cannot be my disciple. Now, what did the cross mean in Bible times? I assure you it wasn't something pretty that you hung around your neck. And I'm not saying it's wrong to have a cross around your neck. I'm not saying that at all. But listen, in Bible times, nobody would have worn a cross around their neck. It was a place 
of humiliation, pain, suffering. It was the most unimaginable, painful manner of dying, and it was reserved only for the worst of the worst of the worst. Those are the people who were crucified. And Jesus told his disciples, if you're not willing to take up your cross, now listen, Every one of those disciples had seen people crucified. They knew what taking up your cross meant. It's a little hard for us to comprehend that. I mean, it really is. It's a little difficult, but not for the disciples. If you are not willing to take up your cross, you cannot be my disciple. Cannot. No way. No way. Unless you're willing to take up your cross, which means die to everything that is important, and if necessary, being willing to be put to death, to be humiliated for the cause of Jesus Christ. In so many ways today, the church has tried to fit into the culture and be popular. We want to be seeker-sensitive. We don't want to offend Well, I don't think we should ever intentionally offend. I don't think we should ever do that. But the message of the gospel is in and of itself offensive. If we preach the truth, people are going to get angry. People are going to be offended if we preach the truth. But Scripture says you shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Now is not the time to try to fit in and be concerned about nickels and noses. All right. End of that sermon. Well, at least for now, because I've got to take a break. My number? Maybe you disagree. 877-BOB-LIVE. 